0: I've had some trouble with both of my wrists because of accidents where where I broke each wrist. There's a weakness in the wrist, and I had it called my attention to order tennis wristbands to strengthen my wrist a little bit when I'm typing or doing manual things. So I ordered these wristbands. We have a neighbor who's a tennis coach and she came by the house one day and I showed her my colorful tennis wristbands that I've been using to help with my two broken wrists. As she looked at them, she asked, Does this mean you support gay rights? I was so shocked. What do tennis wristbands have to do with homosexuals and lesbians? I replied, I don't think so. I couldn't understand why anyone would think my tennis wristbands would imply that. I looked on Amazon where I'd ordered the wristbands to see if in any way these referred to homosexuals and lesbians, and they did not. Then I recalled an organization formed years ago to support black people and it was called Rainbow Coalition. The wristbands that I have have several colors, purple, green, yellow, orange, red bands. I think our neighbor wanted to know our view concerning homosexuals and lesbians. I think she is likely a lesbian. I prayed, what do I do about this? I was so shocked when she asked it, I couldn't say anything except I don't think so. But the Holy Spirit didn't have me say anything. But after I prayed, what do I do about this? Immediately, I felt I had God's answer of what to do. Pam Paget had heard this neighbor's question. So I called Pam into my room and asked her to send an email and a podcast to this neighbor. Pam sent the following. Since you mentioned gay lesbian support yesterday when Joan showed you her wristbands, you may be interested in God's view of this. Here is a podcast. Podcast is entitled Homosexuals lesbians what the Bible says and as Pam and I spoke about this subject she was reminded of a scripture she said after the neighbor asked this she kept thinking why would she even say or think of a thing like that because in our lives nothing other than the bands being colorful ever came to our minds concerning these wristbands. Pam said then she was reminded of the following scripture. Titus chapter 1 verse 15. Unto the pure all things are pure, but unto them that are defiled and unbelieving is nothing pure, but even their mind and conscience is defiled. They always twist the blessings of God. They always twist the good things. This neighbor thought of homosexual lesbian because her mind is defiled. Defiled means foul, dirty, polluted, and corrupted. And in Titus 1.16, it says they profess that they know God. She says she's a Catholic, goes to a Catholic church. They profess that they know God, but in works they deny him, being abominable and disobedient and unto every good work reprobate. A scripture I thought of as I considered this situation was Genesis chapter 6. Starting at verse 4. There were giants in the earth in those days and also after that when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men and they bare children to them, the same became mighty men which were of old, men of renown. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him at his heart. And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast and the creeping thing and the fowls of the air, for it repenteth me that I have made them. The earth also was corrupted before God, and the earth was filled with violence. And God looked upon the earth, and behold, it was very corrupt. For all flesh had corrupted God's way upon the earth. God establishes something perfect, and man changes it and corrupts it. I've seen this so many times. We had a woman in our church group who had lots of problems. She just couldn't hold to the truth at all. She got so twisted and so mixed up and couldn't even remember what she had said one day to the other. She also had a terrible sense of direction when she drove. She got lost in the town that we lived in uh, when she tried to go to the grocery store. She had to map out everything by computer to plan her trip. She had something really wrong with her direction. At one point in time, she bought a little dog, and it was going to be brought into Lubbock, Texas, where we lived at that time. It was going to be brought into Lubbock and the plane would arrive shortly before midnight. She was going out to the plane to pick up the little dog. I was just terrified over this. Here she couldn't even drive around in daylight and find her way around in daylight. And she's going out to an airport, which is about 10 or 15 miles north of the city of Lubbock in the country country roads at midnight, having to park in the parking lot at the airport and go into the terminal to get the little dog. I was very concerned about her. So I turned to God in prayer and I said, this, I really need help with this subject. And instantly God reminded me of the limousine service in Lubbock, Texas. It doesn't cost much to use. It is just a car. It's not like New York City, where it's a big, huge limousine, but it's called a limousine service. And they would come and pick her up and take her to the airport and sit outside the terminal for her. And I told her about it. I said, "Now this is what I've been reminded of when I pray for you to do this, get that limousine service." And she thought it was a good idea. She called, and it was only going to cost about 30 dollars round trip for them to take her out to the airport in the middle of the night to pick up this dog. The next time I talked with her, she said, Oh, I've decided I don't need a limousine service. I'll just drive out there and I'll pick up the dog and I'll pick up the man who's delivering the dog and take him to his hotel. And I've hired the limousine to come to his hotel the next morning and pick him up and take him to the airport. She completely changed the plan of God. Completely changed it. I was furious with her by the time I finished talking to her she changed back to getting the limousine service but she was like this she couldn't hold on to the truth in the end she was swept completely away the strangest thing happened about this woman I had broken a hip and had to have surgery. I was recovering in the hospital from surgery. They were giving me drugs at the time for painkillers. I became conscious, and she was standing at the foot of my hospital bed, and she didn't say a word. She was just looking at me. Then, all of a sudden, she turned and walked through the wall and disappeared. I thought I was having a drug hallucination. They moved me to a rehabilitation hospital after surgery. She came to my room and sat down and said, I don't care about anyone or anything anymore. I don't care about the Bible. I don't care. I don't read the blog. I don't care about anyone or anything anymore. And I said, oh, but if you go that way, what is going to happen to you? And she said, I don't want to talk to you about this. She got up and went into the bathroom, which was in my room, and closed the door. At that same time a nurse came in to do something to me, I called out to this woman. I said, don't leave until this nurse finishes with me. I wanted to talk to her some more, try to reason with her. But as the nurse was working with me, she snuck out of the bathroom literally snuck out and disappeared from my room and then i knew that the vision that i'd had of her in the hospital after surgery that was of god because he showed me she was going to turn her back and just disappear and this is what she did she couldn't hold on to the truth so it would be so easy for a devil to persuade her of another direction. I knew that was a lie of the devil when she said she didn't care about anyone or anything because she had a little dog that she just loved. And I knew she cared about the little dog. I could have proven to her this was a lie of the devil that she had taken in. But this woman had tormented us for 39 years we had put up with her inability to hold on to the truth. See, this is that corruption before God because they corrupt their way and can't hold on to the good things of God. It's going to be even worse in the end times. Paul said evil men and seducers would wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. But he told us, cling to the Bible, the scriptures. Just cling to the scriptures. There are lying spirits that will try to convince us that certain scripture doesn't mean what we think it means. Don't leave the scriptures. Keep them in front of you. Because these spirits are trying in the end times to pull you away from the truth. Cling to the scriptures. Before Jesus returns, there will be a falling away in the churches from Scripture that allows Antichrist, the man of lawlessness, to come into the churches. Antichrist is not one person. It's just like the devil is not one person. There are many devils. The Great Tribulation comes with the 14 plagues from God. After the Great Tribulation, The heaven and earth is shaken by God. The earth slips on its axis. The stars fall from the sky. The sun and moon go completely dark. And then the sign of Jesus coming in the clouds appears to all on the earth. And he sends his angels to gather his elect from the four corners of the earth. And then God destroys... This present heaven and earth. That's the scenario for the end times as presented by the Bible. You can read about it in Matthew 24. It's at the end of the chapter. You can read about it there and you can also read about it in Second Peter where God destroys the heaven and earth. The elect of God are taken to the new heaven and the new earth, wherein dwelleth righteousness. You can read about that in Revelation chapter 21. But in the meantime, things get worse and worse and worse, just like this woman who corrupted the simplest thing, a tennis wristband, into thinking it was support for homosexuals and lesbians. That's extremely twisted. This is what happens in the end times and the corruption increases and Jesus says it gets so bad that if the time were not shortened, even the elect would perish. But for the elect's sake, the time would be shortened. And he said, because iniquity abounds, the love of many will wax cold. I believe that's the love of many for the word of God. We have to work to cling to the word of God. The love of many will wax cold. But he that endures to the end, the same will be saved. That's all in uh, Matthew 24, which you can read about that. And he tells people like me, exhort them, warn them of these things, because if they turn willfully away from the truth of God, there's no more sacrifice for sin. If they willfully turn away after the knowledge of the truth, that's in Hebrews ten twenty six. So you can look these things up. But we exhort you in the truth of God so that you can be awakened and not fall asleep and be blown away with the wickedness of this present world, enduring to the end by clinging to the scriptures. Thank you for allowing me to speak to you today.